Hi, friends, and welcome to The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we're studying in the Bellevue Women Bible Study each week. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-host, Dana Street. Today was the first day of our fall Bible study. Yes, yes weren't we glad to be so, back, Dana? Yes. <laughs> the beginning, his story in Genesis 1 through 11, and it was so wonderful to be back together studying the Word of God. It's our prayer that as we start at the very beginning of His inerrant, inspired Word, we recognize that Genesis and all of the Bible are God's revelation of Himself and His redemptive plan for all mankind. It is His story. You're listening to The Afterword. Well, it's been a few weeks since we've gotten together <laughs> to do this, and it's so much fun to be back together. Oh my goodness, there was so much energy in the room this yes, morning. there was. I got tickled during the preview when Paige and Lauren were talking. You could still hear the rattle of the women behind them just jabbering, and they were so excited to be in there and to, yes. I think, all be in the room together. That yes. was wonderful. It was such a blessing. Oh my goodness. And the worship was great this morning, and God was just in the room. Absolutely. And, you know, I was not able to be here for the kickoff last week, but I did watch the live stream, and it was powerful over the live stream. I can only imagine what it was like to be in the room last Wednesday night. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. To begin with, Charlotte Guffin came in. Yes. And she led us in our worship last week, and she's a dear friend to both of us. <laughs> and so it was just so—I mean, the minute she— you know, she doesn't always pick up the phone. That <laughs> the minute true. she saw, I mean, she picked up the phone immediately oh, when wow. I called and I said, Hey, I have an ox in the ditch. <laughs> I need you to come. And she yeah. said, I'm on my way. What do you need? And oh. so, and it was just a precious time of worship. And then Jean gave us the introduction. And oh my, just, oh, Really, what she did was give us an overview right. of the entire 11 chapters. And her chapters. alliteration was wonderful. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the formation in Genesis 1 and 2, the fall, Genesis 3 through 5, the fatality, mm. Genesis 4, the flood, Genesis 6 through 9, and then the fallout, Genesis 10 through 11. And what she did was she just really gave us a skeleton to hang things on as we began to journey through these 11 chapters in the opening book of the Bible. So that was awesome. And then the stories. The testimonies were really oh, powerful. They were. Yes. I tell you, Audrey, Charlotte, and Vicki, all three. Powerful. Yes, and then Lacey praying at the mm -hmm. end. Mm -hmm. You know, it has just been a great privilege for me to get to know Lacey. Oh, absolutely. If you don't know, she did the artwork on the front of our workbook for this semester, and it's absolutely beautiful. And if you haven't heard her story, I would encourage you to go online at bellevue.org forward slash women and look at the recording from last Wednesday night. Yeah, yes. the fall women's ministry kickoff. It yes. was powerful. Yeah, Vicki tells her story, mm -hmm. and then Lacey comes up at the end, and she prays a blessing over the Bible study. And so it was just a super, super night, and just so grateful to the Lord for all that He's doing in our midst and meeting us at the point of our need many times before we even knew we had a need. Exactly. And uh, we got that from the women's stories. And I think mm -hmm. it's so encouraging when we hear other people's stories and we see God's provision Yes. in the midst of their need, as you said, and mm -hmm. how faithful He has been and how awesome it is to be able to look back and see God's faithfulness as they shared their story. Mm -hmm. And that's so encouraging to everyone who's listening because mm -hmm. we all have a story 
that God is writing. Mm-hmm. And as, I think as you said this morning, it's time for us to surrender and, <laughs> and let the author of our story have that pen yes. and let him write it in a way that glorifies him. And as we surrender to him, then he not only works everything out together for our good, but he blesses us with his presence and provision in the midst of it. Yes. As you were saying that, I was thinking about that word provision, mm-hmm. which really comes from, I think, the base word pro-video. God sees. And mm-hmm. because God sees where we are and sees our need, that is where His provision comes for us. That makes me think of Jesus. Just recently, the Lord just brought to my mind how the Scriptures, the Gospel, tell us Jesus saw the people and then He felt compassion, Mm. and how we have to see first to be able to feel what God feels for them, and how often we go through life Mm -hmm. so focused on what we're doing that we don't see. Mm-hmm. as he sees. And I think that's a beautiful picture of God, the Father and the Son, yes. <laughs> seeing and being moved to compassion. Yes. Well, and then this morning, oh, Donna, what a powerful lesson you taught this morning on the creator of the story and just God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, and taking us on that journey from Genesis to Revelation <laughs> of just seeing the trichotomy Would you just talk a little bit more about that? Because I could not write fast enough. I was sharing it with Steve yesterday. And of course, because he's a pastor, I just kind of assume he's tracking with me. But I do realize as a woman, I talk much faster than he's accustomed to. And so I was taking him through that from Genesis to Revelation. He said, tomorrow, slow down. If you want them to track with you, I tried. I think I, I went through you did. You <laughs> and did. slowed down. But we just see being created in the image of God because God is three in one, God the mm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we see them in Genesis mm. chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. You've got the Father in verse 1, the Spirit in verse 2, and Jesus, because He's the Word that became flesh. Yes. He's the Word. When God said, let there be light, and Jesus mm-hmm. is the light of the world, we know that Jesus is the vehicle through which God created all that we know and experience. And, you know, the New Testament tells us that. And being on this side of the cross, we have that beauty of being able to look through the lens of Scripture, and we have such a robust understanding of Genesis that those early Israelites would not have understood in the way that we do, being able to look back through the cross. So understanding being created in the image of God, part of that is we're a trichotomy also. We're spirit, soul, and body. But that God's desire from the beginning has been for relationship, to dwell with us. And I love that the garden was Mm. the first temple because it was God's unveiled Mm. presence. It was where his presence dwelt, and he walked among the garden, and he communed with Adam and Eve. And it was sin that caused them to be removed from the garden Mm. for their own protection. And then God gives us the promise Mm. that he's going to send through the seed of woman, one Mm. who will crush the head of the serpent. And from there on, God is setting things in motion so that when Moses delivers the people to come back and take Mm. possession of what he's already promised to them— He gives him the details of the tabernacle so that Mm. God can once again dwell among his people without his holiness destroying them. So that's the beauty of the Mm. tabernacle. And God's presence dwelt in that trichotomy of the outer court, holy place, holy of holies. Mm. His presence dwelt in that most holy place. Mm. And that was the Shekinah glory of God that only the high priest Mm. experienced one time a year on the Day of Atonement. Those were the great links God went to. And went through because he wanted to be with his people. And that's Mm -hmm. why the tabernacle was in the center of the encampment, because he's to be the center of our lives. Everything Mm -hmm. that we do is to revolve around him. And, of course, we see that in the tabernacle and then the temple. And -hmm. then when Jesus came to earth, he actually was the presence of God in Mm -hmm. fleshly form. And John 1.14 tells us that 
you know, the word became flesh and dwelt or tabernacled among us. So it's the presence of God once again among us. And for us as believers after the cross, having the blood applied to us at salvation. I got so excited when you said that this morning. I was just, (laughs) I was just trying there to my heart was the blood Blood applied. applied. Oh my. Yes. And And to know that our sins aren't just covered. They're literally removed. Removed. That is what is so beautiful. It's the sacrifice offered once for all. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And that God so desired communion with us and relationship with us that he was willing for his Mm -hmm. son to die, that we might be in Mm -hmm. right relationship Mm -hmm. with him. And it is a beautiful love story. And as I pointed out this morning, God gives us the choice because coerced love is not love. Mm -hmm. We must choose. And we see, once again, that's a theme we see all throughout Scripture, that God allows us to choose, and He calls on us to willfully choose Him above everything else. Mm. Of course, for us as believers now, we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Shekinah glory of God comes to dwell within us, and Mm. we're spirit, soul, and body, a trichotomy, and He dwells in our innermost being, just like He did in the tabernacle, in the innermost Mm. place, and He dwells within us now without consuming us because Mm. of the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. Wow. What a beautiful picture. And, you know, I couldn't help but when you gave us the challenge of will we live loved and thinking, Lord, that is, that's what we miss. Yes. We live so far beneath right. that place that he gave his life for us to live in. Absolutely. Seated with him in heavenly places. Yes. yes. <laughs> far above all rule and power and dominion. Yes, we are everything. seated above. Yes. Yeah. But we leave stuff on the table. We leave so much that he wants us to have. And we make decisions out of unbelief and fear instead of out of a place of being beloved, of living loved, and knowing that he loves us and delights in us. Mm. Changes everything. It does. And how we respond to one who loves us like that. And full trust and obedience is easy then. (laughs) Yes. Because you know he has ultimately our well-being and our flourishing as his goal. That is his Mm. desire. His desire is to bless. Mm. That was so beautiful Well, this and then morning. the consummation in the new oh, heaven yes. and new oh, earth. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that there's no need for a temple there because once again, we get to experience the unveiled presence of God. And Revelation 21 tells us there's no need mm-hmm. for a temple because God Almighty and the Lamb are there. And the Lamb mm-hmm. is the lamp of heaven. He is the light of heaven. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Such power. Now, I was reading something about worship recently, and the person was making the same point, is that worship was beautiful in the garden. It was as it was meant mm-hmm. to be. But then when sin entered, worship has become so much more difficult, and there's mm-hmm. there's so much idolatry that yes. has come in. But one day, right. one day. <laughs> there will be that, no more curse. <laughs> there will not. And the worship will be once again what God intended it exactly. to be. Unveiled. Yes. Yeah. That well, it's that John 17 unity yes. that we will have in fullness, what we just now know a glimpse of mm. because we're in the spirit and we've been invited into that trinitarian relationship that Jesus prayed for us in John 17 and that we would be united. You know, and I think once again maybe to expand on how mm. we listen to the voice of the enemy and fall into his traps, we allow him to come in to divide. Mm. As the body of Christ, we cannot be divided into tribes and we don't need to be pitted against other believers because we're supposed to be known by our love for one another. And so unless somebody is in error against the word of God or openly living in sin, but even then we go to them privately. Yes. That's not something we blast on social media. It just 
so grieves my heart to see believers taking sides and being divisive on social media because a lost world is watching. Mm. And so consequently, they're not being known by their love. They're being known by their judgmental and critical attitudes. Um, and it just, it breaks my heart. It has to break yes. the heart of God. And it has seeped in mm-hmm. so deeply that I think many people don't even realize exactly. how they are being taken captive by the opinions of others. Right. Well, and claiming their rights when oh. we died to those. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, a dead person doesn't have any rights, and we died with Christ. We mm-hmm. are crucified, and yet we live if we deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Him. Then we get to experience resurrection life. Mm-hmm. Then we experience the life abundant. Then we experience life on a higher plane, but not until we die. We right. have to die to those things before we can experience resurrection life. He's given us a lot of good stuff, hasn't he? Yes, he has. <laughs> he has. You know, I love, Dana, that everything we talked about this morning is literally from shadow to reality. Yes. That in Genesis, we have shadows or pictures of what is to come or what actually exists mm-hmm. in the heavenly realm with the Lord in His presence. And yet we see in Revelation that we will experience them in all of their grandeur and majesty and wonder one day in His unveiled presence. And it's what encourages us today to keep trudging, to keep being mm-hmm. faithful as we just seek to honor the Lord, bring other people into the kingdom, and live in such a way that we accurately reflect Him, mm. that we reflect Him to a lost world, that we're living loved yes. and loving others. Exactly. <laughs> That's what He's called us to. Well, isn't that what the greatest command? Absolutely. <laughs> to love the Lord our God and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. That is really what it means to live loved. It is. To receive love. And I, you know, mm-hmm. Donna, I think a lot of women really struggle with receiving the love of the Father because they've bought into the enemy's lie Mm -hmm. that they're unlovable. Right. Well, when I was sharing that illustration this morning about Ainsley, and I honestly hadn't thought about it until as I was teaching, but I did go by there yesterday and just to get to see them and soak them up and was sitting there playing with them. And when I took her little face and put my hands on each side Mm -hmm. of it and just looked at her, I said, look at me right in the eye. Let your eyes look in my eyes. I said, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. And of course, it just thrilled her, and she started mm-hmm. giggling. And But I thought, oh, Lord, that is what you would do to every one of the women sitting in this room right now. Mm-hmm. You're so delighted that they're here. You're so delighted that they're hungry for you, that they want to know you, that they're, they're making the commitment to be here. Mm-hmm. Would you just let them sense that you're putting your hands on both sides of their face and saying, I love you. I delight in you. And even mm-hmm. as I was sharing that this morning, I saw women all over the auditorium yeah. wiping tears with that realization, and I think you're right, the enemy lies to us and tells us that we're unlovable or that we're not good enough. We don't measure up when that's such a lie because it's when we were at our worst, Jesus yes. died for us. Yes, we did nothing. <laughs> nothing and nothing to offer. <laughs> no. And so just to fully receive that love. And like you said, God's story is the most beautiful yes. love story that has ever been written. And it speaks to my heart I think especially speaks to our hearts as women if we will allow Him to speak those words to us and to let us know that we are His. Not only are we His, He's called us by name. Not only are we His, He's mine. Yes. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He is mine. Yes. Well, the fifth day of our study, like you said, Mm -hmm. is the Shadow to Reality Day. And so for those of you that are in your workbook, you will notice that when you get to day five, you will be working through a New Testament passage that parallels what we've been studying the rest of the week. And this week, that 
was John 1, 1 through 5, which mm-hmm. you said, just that beautiful picture of Jesus stepping in to the world. In the beginning was the Word, the Word, the word was with God, and the Word was God. Yes, yes. <laughs> and everything came into being through Him. Yes. yes, yes. And even, you know, when we realize that nothing happened by mistake, God, from the very beginning, was writing His story. He has written us into Hallelujah. His grand redemption story, and He's still writing it. He is still writing it, regardless of what we see. And I think that's hard for us. You know, I know it is for me. Sometimes I have to pull back and get outside of what I see within an eight-hour period or a 24-hour period or a week or a month Mm -hmm. or even a year. Right. And just to say, okay, God, I know that I have a limited perspective here, but God, you are unlimited. And so, God, I surrender. I trust. I trust you to write this story. I trust you for the ending that you want to write. That takes all the stress, all the fear, because we're placing our trust in Him, and that's faith, without which it's impossible to please Him. So if we want to please Him, we have to believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of those who seek Him. Yes. So if we would just surrender to that, then we could handle the circumstances of life and allow Him to lift us above them and allow Him to speak into our ear, this is the way, walk in it, when we turn to the right or to the left. But we have to surrender, mm. and we have to die to our own reasoning and choose instead to turn to Him to be able to hear His voice. You know, I'm reading, for I don't know the how many of time, Pilgrim's Progress. Ooh. And I found an edition that actually links the Scriptures. And as I was thinking through some of this studying this week, I was thinking about how we can get so stuck mm. sometimes in the muck and the mire, just like Christian did. But we have to make a choice to walk above, to see where it is that we're headed, and to say, I am going to be steadfast in my determination to walk, Lord, as you see, regardless of what I'll see on the right or mm-hmm. the left, mm-hmm. what is beneath my feet, I'm going to believe. Here's the way, walk you in it. And like you said, He's a rewarder of those. To fix our eyes yeah. on Jesus and... and- Head for the celestial city, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Dana, I'm so excited about this. You know, I, I think I shared with the ladies, or I was praying, I think I maybe shared this with them, that I'm so fired up about all that I have been studying in Genesis that you almost want to download all of it because I know it's coming up in weeks ahead that I've got things kind of slotted that God has been revealing to me, but I'm so excited about them. And what is so awesome is they're literally connections and things I've not seen before. And I think, mm-hmm. how many times have I read Genesis, how many times have I studied this? But I have never taught it. So mm-hmm. I am just really excited about and what I'm the Lord has for us. And I'm excited about some of the things you're going to be sharing because you called me and <laughs> I said, know, I was like, oh, this is this. <laughs> And it's so fun yeah. to be able to do that. When God reveals yeah. something to you, ladies, I just encourage you, call a friend and share it with them. Mm-hmm. Share it with one of your children if you still have children at home. Or if you don't call them, I call mine and, and share with them over the phone. Mm-hmm. And boy, there's nothing more encouraging than getting a word from the Word mm-hmm. that yeah. just imparts Amen. life to others as we share it. So ladies, thank you for joining us today and for listening in. And if you're not already a part of the Bible study, go online to bellevue.org forward slash women and register. We want you to sign up and join us in our study of the beginning, His Story, Genesis 1 through 11. 
The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.